0: Hey, Playmakers, real quick before we get into today's episode. If you're one of those listeners that just cannot wait for that next episode to drop, and if you're over on YouTube and my website, binging my content there, I just wanted to say thank you. It means the world to me. But just remember, the free stuff will only get you so far. So if you want my complete proven blueprint for opening a successful and sustainable play cafe or indoor playground business that is profitable from day one, I want to invite you to join me inside my signature course, Play Cafe Academy. Head to the show notes right now to get instant on demand access to all 12 modules, your detailed pre launch checklist, your 34 page business plan template, your plug and play financial model to help you estimate your startup costs and project your revenue, and everything you need to save time, money, and frustration throughout your entire opening process. For a limited time, right now, you'll also get an entire month of free access to Playmaker Society, my invite-only membership created exclusively for Play Cafe Academy students who want to work with me personally to optimize and scale their businesses through coaching, guest experts, legal and operations templates, and -and plug-and-play resources, plus collaboration with over 220 other owners, plus so much more. Head to the show notes and choose your preferred way to pay in full or over time right now. You'll get more information on the current bonuses. You'll see some success stories of those who have gone before you and exactly what to expect when you join us inside the program. I will see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for small but mighty tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. Good morning, Playmakers, and happy Monday, and we're getting right into it today. So you may have noticed that in my programs and my free content, I share a lot about affording, hiring, training, and managing a team, and that's no mistake. It's by design, because when I was operating my cafe, this was one of the hardest aspects of the gig, and to be honest, that took me by surprise. I knew going into this that marketing would be a huge priority. I knew I'd need to constantly innovate to keep our play area and our menu fresh and exciting. I knew I'd need to work hard to stay organized and keep up on bills and stay active in my community and connect with others in business. All of that. And all of that was very true. But what I wasn't expecting was how much time and energy I would spend managing my team. And maybe that's because I grew up working for a huge corporation in my area with bosses who, to be honest, didn't do a great job of listening to or nurturing their employees. The company I worked for was great, and I stayed with them for over 10 years, but they had this big, shiny scholarship program to dangle in front of us to keep young people motivated, and to keep them applying to work for them, and really to ensure that these employees were, again, motivated and wanting to have as spotless of a work record as possible. But not all small businesses can afford to pay thousands of dollars in tuition each semester for their employees. And it can often feel difficult to compete against these large corporations and these fast food chains who are now suddenly paying well above minimum wage and dangling similar shiny objects in front of local prospective team members like sign up bonuses scholarship programs upward mobility meaning they have you know shift supervisors and then managers and all these different ways that they can move up and basically have a career with that company and you know all these other perks And this is something that comes up quite a bit in Playmaker Society. So I know I'm not alone in feeling overwhelmed at times when I have dozens of schedules to keep track of, employees always seemingly moving away or going off to college and leaving their positions, dozens of request-off days in the calendar, and ever-changing party and event schedule, all of this to keep track of, all while trying to make sure each individual employee feels heard valued, appreciated, and happy and motivated in their positions. And to be honest, getting a bit overwhelmed and just lost in all of it. It felt like no matter how much I was able to automate and systematize in my business, something I talk a lot about on this podcast, it still felt like my phone was constantly inundated with questions, tasks, and communications all regarding my team. And while hiring our manager was a huge step in conquering this overwhelm, some of the tough decisions will still inevitably come down to you as the owner. Especially if you took my advice about hiring a manager in episode 35 of this podcast, where I shared that I prefer to hire based on attitude and work ethic rather than seek someone with managerial experience. Because hiring in that way means having to spend a lot of time helping your manager grow into their role and responsibilities so they can thrive and so they want to stick around and don't feel that overwhelm kind of rubbing off onto themselves. And I talk a lot about the process of hiring a manager and how to afford it and pick the best candidate and begin delegating to them in episodes 34 and 35 in this podcast, and I also have a guest expert training with an HR expert in Playmaker Society, so I'm not going to go over it here. But I did want to share one tip that I got in my early years in business that was an absolute game changer to helping me do two really important things. Number one, ensure that I was able to compete in the local employment market, even if I wasn't able to pay as much as the big guys. And then number two, ensure each employee's own motivations were understood and catered to. Now, I want to be clear about one thing before I get into this tip. This is not me attempting to put every single person that walks through the door as a potential team member into a box. Our wants, needs, and priorities are absolutely capable of changing over time. I know my 16-year-old self who got hired at that big, shiny corporation only had two motivations in applying there. Number one, money for college. And number two, I didn't want to smell like fry grease after each shift. I had super long hair, like all the way down to my butt back then. And I swear, even just driving by a McDonald's would make that smell linger and stick to my hair for days. And as a teenage girl, I was just a little bit vain like that. So that was literally like my number one priority when I was applying for jobs. And as our team members have their six month, one year, two years anniversary, etc., we may need to rehash this conversation. But this one question that I asked in the interview process was an absolute game changer when it came to understanding who was sitting in front of me at that time. Sure, my motivations absolutely changed over time, especially as I had kids and needed to become more financially independent. But again, this is all about understanding who is sitting in front of us at that snapshot in time. And yes, I do recommend asking this during the in-person interview process or on the phone. There are tons of questions that I share with Playmaker Society members that I recommend asking in the application process to help kind of weed through some of your options and avoid wasting both of your time in an interview if it's just not going to be a good fit. But this is one you really want an on-their-toes gut reaction to, or it just won't have the same impact. So the question that I always used to ask is this. If there was going to be a reason you would not accept this position if offered, what would that reason be? And again, my 16-year-old self would probably say something like not having flexible hours or something like that because, again, teenage priorities. I already knew that I wouldn't be working much with food, so I didn't have to bring that you know, fry grease smell into the conversation despite it being a literal grocery store. Because those pizza shop and other similar positions where you were actually working hands-on with fresh food, those were only available to the 18 and up employees. And I was 15 turning 16 at the time. So again, knowing this, I had to start going you know, mentally down my priority list in my head. And as someone in extracurricular activities and sports, I needed to be able to request off when I had something else happening, or if I needed to visit a college, or if I had an AP exam coming up that I needed to study for. And this is going to be a very common answer if you hire high school and college age students. They likely don't yet have a family to feed or clothe, and many are still, at least partially, being financially supported by their families. I know in New York State, kids are able to stay on their parents' health insurance until 26. And while I didn't do that because I got married before I was 26 and actually had two kids before I was 26, so I just wasn't really attracted to corporations that were offering benefits or health insurance while I was in high school and college. Again, this is going to be a really common answer, that flexibility. So even though some of those fast food chains pay a lot more or may offer benefits, these high school and college-age workers may still not be attracted to those positions due to the late-night hours those businesses are open, maybe the culture of not being very understanding or flexible, or yeah, that whole hair grease thing I keep mentioning. (laughs) Now, if you have a mom or a parent sitting in front of you in that interview chair, especially a single parent, they might be motivated primarily by money. So they may say, hey, I might turn this position down because it doesn't pay enough or it doesn't offer enough hours. So you might need to pay them more or offer them some sort of, you know, scheduled pay increase during the hiring process to be able to secure them. Or maybe it's a stay-at-home parent who just simply can't find a job whose hours are available during her child's school hours. And, you know, maybe she's willing or he's willing to be paid a little bit less to work in a family-friendly environment with a boss who understands this hectic parent thing and schedule sometimes. Whatever the situation, asking this question accomplishes what I already talked about but also helps determine Number one, if you are even capable of meeting this employee's needs, and then number two, what's going to keep them happy and motivated in the future? If you are extremely tight when it comes to money and are concerned about being able to offer enough hours or afford payroll and give raises to retain your team, then those who are primarily motivated by hours and pay rate might not be a good fit for you right now and They will likely begin looking for another job that fits their needs better after being hired, especially if they feel like that there are, you know, better pay rates out there. And hiring and training a team member takes time and money and so much energy. So this is honestly worst case scenario for many of us, especially if we're paying for background checks and all these forms and processes that new employees need to go through. So for me, I looked for people who were looking for flexible hours, maybe didn't need, you know, 20, 25, 30 hours, and also people who were looking for employee-friendly policies like being able to request off any weekend that they wanted to, and maybe employees who were looking for work experience in childcare specifically. Even though we weren't a daycare facility, when someone said that they wanted resume experience in working with kids because they wanted to be a teacher or a social worker or something similar, I knew that they would likely be a great party host. I knew that they would be very compassionate with parents and kids at the check-in counter, you know, all that stuff that is very important in our business model. And I knew that I would much more easily be able to help them grow in their skills in interacting with children, which would be a huge motivating factor for them in sticking around as a team member. I knew these skills would be very easy to nurture in our environment, easier to nurture than someone who is looking to grow their skills in finance or something like that. And I would explain these benefits to them in the hiring process. I would say, hey, you know, we have 10 team members. And that's why you're able to only work four or six or 10 hours a week if you want to. That's why we're so flexible and why you're able to request off any weekend you need to. And I like to explain what our busy seasons look like and when we might be a little bit less flexible or want them to work some additional hours so they can understand the ebbs and flows of our business and. Kind of understand if this is going to be a good fit for them before we hire them and before we spend the time and energy and money training them and adapting them into our company. Now, depending on your company size and the size of your team, you may be looking for different answers. And again, as I mentioned in the beginning, you may want to ask this question or rephrase it every time you do a review with an employee. You might want to say, for example, if you were to leave this job or start applying to other positions, what do you think the reason might be? They might say, oh, problems with the other employees, or they might say they're not getting enough hours all of a sudden, or they might say they plan to go away for school. And all of these answers can be so beneficial to you as an owner or to your manager, They can be big indicators of issues that may be happening that they might not feel comfortable bringing up just outright without being asked, or it might be a good red flag of where their frustrations might lie in their position, or it just might help you peer a bit into the future. Again, if they plan six months down the road to go away for college, it could say, okay, you know, I need to put a reminder in checking in with this employee and verifying their timeline and maybe putting out some feelers for new employees around that time. Again, this question is going to be so helpful in so many facets of your business. Because again, even if a candidate seems absolutely perfect for your business and like they might be a great culture fit, if you're not capable of meeting their needs and their priorities right now, whatever stage they might be in their life, it's not going to work out in the end. And it's going to be A disappointing outcome for everyone involved. And you can always keep their employee records or their application on file if your needs change in the future or if their priorities change in the future. But again, understanding their motivations and priorities in the interview process can absolutely help you determine if this is going to be a good fit and save you all that time, energy, and money. And as a small business, we can really use this to our advantage. Those big corporations that are offering, you know, a couple dollars above minimum wage, they're not able to adjust every employee's offer to their needs and motivations. They're not able to have this deep understanding and relationship with each team member. So again, use this to your advantage and integrate this question into your hiring process. So if you're looking for more help in hiring, finding employees, managing a team, delegating, training, systematizing, creating standard operating procedures, all that good stuff, I would invite you to enroll in Play Cafe Academy as soon as possible. And then also adding on Playmaker Society if you'd like. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, you currently get a free month membership inside Playmaker Society when you enroll in Play Cafe Academy. I have hundreds of pages of standard operating procedures. I give you an employee manual, application materials, all that stuff that you can easily adapt and plug and play into your own business. And it's going to save you thousands of hours and thousands of dollars in the opening process and in the operating process. So even if you're already in business and now you're all of a sudden looking to hire a manager or looking to start hiring a team and taking a step back as an owner and living the life that you always dreamed of as an owner and not as an employee of your business. Again, all of the links to learn more and ask questions are in the show notes of this episode. And if you have any reservations or any questions about enrolling, please feel free to visit my website. I have more options when it comes to courses and consulting there. And you can always DM me on Instagram. My inbox is always open. All right, have a great day, Playmakers. I will see you right back here on Wednesday.